Now we get to jump into Jacob's Ladder. I'm intrigued by this. You gave me a little bit of a tease a moment ago, so I'm I'm interested to see how this all ties in. Oh, you know how I love a good tease. Yes. This is definitely a good tease. Uh, so we just talked about Babel, the Tower of Babel, which is the root of man's Pentecost, mm-hmm. distinction there being man's, man trying to make a name for himself. So now we already know that God's true Pentecost will be the opposite and, to some degree, redeem that. So keeps you in mind and it doesn't take very long till you start to get a true picture of that but it's in one that's a little unusual probably never looked at it this way but it's the story of jacob's ladder now for me there's nothing more uh scary than this notion of a ladder going to heaven you know <laughs> but eight feet's about as far as <laughs> that's go. plenty for me you're yeah. going it's like ah this terrible story but the reason, again, is Hebrew and English. Jacob's Ladder. We journey a few hundred years to the time of Jacob. Now, this picture of Pentecost is easy to miss, but really amazing. In his backstory, Jacob desired the blessing of his father, who really loved his brother Esau more than him. Jacob was not the favorite for him. He was not like his father. It just there's no common ground there. So Jacob was much more of a mama's boy. And we see Rebecca, his mother, conspiring with him to lie and cheat Esau. So, uh, But his father's blessing was really important to him. So he lied and he cheated to steal the blessing. And then he has to flee from his brother. So very long, drawn-out story. But uh, it's, it's going to be part of the theme, too. So Genesis 28. Jacob left Beersheba and went towards Haran. Now, this is going from the area of Israel over to uh, the early area of that settlement where Babel was, Iraq, Iran, Tigris, Euphrates, where Abram came from. So he's taking a journey to the east. He came to a certain place, and he stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven all right so let me hit pause to show you why this pentecost shadow is easy to miss in english the word in hebrew they translate into english as ladder is sulam it was more likely a staircase if you can you know a ladder to heaven as i said that's a terrifying image uh (laughs) the word is only used once in scripture right there so if we look at its root Salal, it speaks of raising up mounds and roads. So I think a better picture of this ladder, maybe of a massive circular tower. Again, we're back to amygdala or a ziggurat with a winding staircase, which still, if you're climbing to heaven, right. is a little scary. A little but, easier to scale, though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. better than a ladder, for goodness yeah, sakes. Yeah. But it also keeps you in the theme, and you understand that this is a picture of something that's mm-hmm. important. And it's not as random story, but it's connected, and right. it's part of Pentecost. So... It was probably similar looking to the tower they attempted at Babel, but obviously focused on God. And there's just a lot of Pentecost themes in the story. So let's pick it back up in scripture. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it, the staircase. And behold, Jehovah stood above it and said, I am Jehovah, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, as in lay down. I will give to you and to your offspring, and in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I'm with you, and I'll keep you wherever you go. We'll bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you till I've done what I have promised you. 
Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely Yehovah is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid, and he said, How awesome is this place? Mm. There, This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So you get a lot of language there that shows you there, there's something bigger going on than, than a ladder. So you've got all the major themes of Pentecost there. Instead of Babel's tower with a focus on man and idolatry, God is at the top of this tower. Instead of pride and selfishness, this tower is unified around God and blessing for the whole earth. God speaks his name to Jacob, and Jacob is actually in the midst of being scattered from his home as a result of those actions towards Esau. So you got a lot of them. So look forward here at Pentecost 2,000 years ago, which would have been also 2,000 years in the future, nearly about 1,600 years, we see God revealing that his blessings are for more than just the Jews and Israel. He's now reaching out to the whole world. Language is a focal point because you have all the families of the earth blessed since they are already scattered with all the languages. So that theme is there too. God showed Jacob the, tr- the future blessing of Yeshua Jesus on Passover and the blessing of the Spirit on Pentecost. And God promises to bless him beyond his desires and to bless the entire world through Jacob. And if you remember, what is his heart cry? You know, he's cheated and stolen to get the blessing from his father, which, you know, they had to work hard to get that. And here God says, hey, yeah, that's actually my agenda for you, too. Then Jacob woke up from this staircase ladder dream and realized that he was seeing the house of God. (laughs) Remember, when the spirit fell on Pentecost, it was in a courtyard on the temple mount outside the temple, which housed the Holy of Holies, which contained the Ark of the Covenant or testimony with a mercy seat where God dwelt, literally the house of God on earth and the gate of heaven. Moses was one of the next to encounter the house of God as Jehovah descended onto Mount Sinai and later in both the tabernacle and the tent of the presence, a special meeting place that Moses erected outside the camp. So it's, you know, something unique and different again. Many years later, it was a young King David that changed everything about meeting with God. In fact, when David brought the Ark of God to Jerusalem, he set up a tent, which came to be called the Tabernacle of David, which had no veil separating the Ark from visitors. Yet no one was killed in this tabernacle for its 40-year existence for, you know, being so close to the Ark of his presence. The Tabernacle of David with the Ark of the Covenant there became the center of a whole new order of this joyful worship which was quite different than the tabernacle of Moses with his constant blood flow and sacrificing of animals that still existed uh, somewhere else down the road. But the sacrifices offered at David's tabernacle were the sacrifices of praise, joy, and thanksgiving. So it was a new kind of priesthood. It was that Jacob's staircase ladder. It was, it was Pentecost. You're seeing a picture again of what this thing is all about. So the prophet Amos prophesied of the church in that day i will raise up the tabernacle of david that is fallen and later james quoted him to describe the spirit-filled church in acts 15 so as a young man david wrote in psalm 23 of god as his shepherd and sang of walking with god and his desire to dwell in the house of jehovah forever But by Psalm 26, just a few forward, he was singing, O Jehovah, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. In Psalm 27, he cried, One thing have I asked of Jehovah that I will seek after, that 
I may dwell in the house of Yehovah all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of Yehovah and to inquire in his temple. So those psalms are all the pursuit of God. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the counting of the Omer from Passover up to Pentecost. As king, David is experiencing God's presence even more deeply as the house of God was transformed into the tabernacle of David. So you get some uh, very interesting pictures, I think, in those stories. And uh, that's hardly the... uh, the end of pictures of that. We're going to uh, journey to the first Pentecost, the official Pentecost at Mount Sinai, and show you that it's actually pretty similar to the one in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago with some themes that you might never have caught in English either. So we'll check that out next. <laughs> 